The following is brought to you in part by MFC Studios. The views of the show's host and guests do not necessarily reflect those of the management, owners, or staff of this radio station. And now, it came from the radio. Welcome once again to It Came From The Radio, the official The Big Apple Con. This is your host, Mark Torres, speaking with me for our 43rd, our live 43rd show, courtesy of the East Metal Public Library, is none other than the Life of Jenna G's, Jenna Lee Speldy. Hello, everybody. And we have our special guest who we're going to be talking to, with, and about, which is awesome because she's here. We have artist, writer, creator. Uh, what else do you do? Do you dance? Do you sing? No, no. I, I keep it simple. Can you do a little <laughs> jingle? Can you do a little dance? Right? No, not at all. No. I just stick oh. with the drawing stuff. <laughs> oh. None, no. other, none, okay. other, none other than Daphne Lage. Hello. <laughs> All right, so let's see. Before we talk to her, as I mentioned, we're going to be talking with her in just a few minutes. We have to take it away with the news. It's Morphin' Time! The news is brought to you in part by the fine folks at sci-fi.radio. That's sci-fi for your Wi-Fi. And the fine folks at the Big Apple Con, which we are the official radio show of, celebrate over 25 years of cop culture and comic book stuff. For more information, go to www.bigapplecc.com. Their next convention, which is weird, it's called the um, Big Apple Silver Anniversary Prequel Expo, which will have already happened by the time this airs, because this is going to air in May. So it's going to be on May 1st. So it was a great convention. I was there. It was wonderful. Uh, it was a great time. Um, yeah. So- it's great. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I like you, you enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, we'll do we'll do two. We'll do two shows about it. It's yeah, exactly. That, it's that great. The city's so nice they named it twice. New York, New York. There you go. Um, so let's see. And we're gonna have our, a shout out for our Patreons, of which there are. Danny Grillo, award-winning director Jared Burrell, Kyle Horn, Millie Portez, Newsday Famous Dresden Media, Unji Kun, Shadow Rabbit Art, Huracan, and Yasmin Array. If you guys want to have your own little shout-out, go to www.patreon.com, look at Became for the Radio in the search bar, and you can get your own little shout-out for just a dollar a month. We would greatly appreciate it. All right, so let's see. We have, a, as always, we're going to start off with the sad news. Yeah. have a couple of sad news this, uh, this time, so let's see. Mad Magazine writer... Frank Jacobs died recently. As of this recording, which is April the 14th of 2021, no cause of death has been released. Um, as I just mentioned, Frank worked on Mad Magazine from June 1957, starting with issue number 33, uh, to which he contributed from 1957 to his last issue in 2014 with issue 529. Uh, Frank, wrote, Frank wrote a wide variety of lampoons and spoofs, as well as parodies of famous songs and lyrics and poems. Uh, Frank had more than 575 credits credits for the magazine, uh, more than any other writer, and second only to writer-slash-artist Al, Jaff- Al Jaffe, who's still alive and I believe celebrated his 99th uh, birthday not too long ago. Um, he, uh, Frank, was a, a young 91 years old. Mm-hmm. You're a fan of Mad um, Magazine? <laughs> Of course, everything is satire to me. So mad and the National Lampoon movies are, they they get me, you know? I, I mean, they make me feel less alone in the world. So, you know, 
good job, man. <laughs> so what about you, Daphne? You're a Mad Magazine fan? Um, I'm not. <laughs> I, I, that's not something that I really grew up with. I mean, I'm more familiar with like maybe Jack Davis's work than okay. um you know then then but i know i know of it conceptually <laughs> well we'll call you when jack davis dies how about that right, okay there we go i'll be sad when jack davis dies <laughs> we'll come back we'll circle back <laughs> moving on for some more sad news um wonder woman ghostwriter joy evelyn hummel also died recently also, as this is recording, uh, no cause of death has been announced. I say ghostwriter because Joy, spelled J-O-Y-E, so I think that's Joy, not Joye, um, originally was a typist for William Malton Marston, Marston, who was the creator of Wonder Woman. When William became ill, Joy took over writing duties with issue number 12 without telling anyone using the pen name Charles Moulton, as did William beforehand. She wrote for Wonder Woman from 1944 to 1974, writing more than 70 issues of the comic and is the first woman to write for the series. Um, of note, which is uh, kind of sad, uh, Joy died one day after her 97th birthday. So she was 97 years old. Bravo. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like... <laughs> like she made it 97. All right. She's good. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think so. I think once, once you make it to, to your nineties, it's like, it's, it's well done. <laughs> I mean, I'm good with, I'll be 37 soon. I'm good with calling it a day at that. So. Oh boy. Wow. <laughs> I'm good. Well, that's I, I live that's nice leaving life. the party early. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, gotta leave it while it's hot. <laughs> so as as ladies as, as ladies i'm talking to uh are you fans of one woman or the uh comics I, I mean what's funny is that um i actually got to interview the second woman to uh to, to write wonder woman really? which was trina oh, robbins yes, yes. There, there's i have an interview with, with trina robbins that i did so 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 here's the the first and you know i i, I interviewed you missed the your shot <laughs> right yeah exactly <laughs> Good job. You had 97 years. I had 97 years. <laughs> and did she make you wonder when you were there? Were you like, I'm wondering what I'm doing here. Did she have a sense of wonderment to her? Oh, boy. <laughs> it, was, it was a good it was a good interview. It was a good interview. Oh, all right. Moving on for some yeah. more, even more sad news. Actor and director James Wade Hampton also died recently from complications of Parkinson's disease. Oh. Uh, while starring in a plethora of movies and TV shows such as The Original Longest Yard, Cat from Outer Space, Condor Man, Teen Wolf, and its sequel, Teen Wolf 2, and its animated series of the same name, uh, Police Academy 5, Assignment Miami Beach, Pump Up the Volume, Sling Blade, Fire from Below, The Last Ride, Divine Access, The Doris Day Show, uh, Amazing Howard Hughes, The Day of our lives just name a few i mark remember james as, as private hannibal shirley dobbs on a series f troop which ran from 1965 to 1967 um he was the 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 bugler on f troop so if you're an f troop fan he was that guy that used to always play the bugle in, in the show were you a f troop fan or you recognize any of those well other actually the, the, did you say the cat from outer space the cat from like, outer space, outer space. Yeah. yeah i think i remember seeing that on hbo on rotation <laughs> yeah that was one of those weird little movies, yeah. And it's weird because I've never seen the Teen Wolf movies and or cartoon, but he played the uncle in that. So if you were a big mm -hmm. Teen Wolf fan, he was mm -hmm. he was the uncle. I, yeah, I know that kind of wraps up a lot of things. That was that was my interview with Dwayne. He's the werewolf guy, so he's really into Teen Wolf. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, see, so you should you should ask him. Hey, do you know that guy? He's probably having a, a he's probably at a funeral or something for this. I imagine he's really in on it. 
he's in on the funeral. <laughs> I would imagine, or at least he tried to get there. He's probably mm. lurking in the background, just like a werewolf. Okay. Um, can, let's see. So. Is crashing funerals a thing? <laughs> <laughs> it might well, be. In today's day and age, in today's day and age, I guess you technically would be crashing funerals because you're not allowed anywhere. Yeah, There's nothing like a funeral to make you feel more alive. Honestly, right, really, I'd rather yeah. go to a funeral than a wedding because I wouldn't have to do obligatory <laughs> dancing and have weird conversations. Only if you, know? you hate the guy, you'd be obligatory dancing. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. uh, so James was a young 84. All right, so let's see. We have we have two more sad news to go. So let's 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 burn through them quickly as we get we to the happier it. news. Um, more sad news. Rapper and actor Earl Simmons, better known by his stage name DMX, also oh, died yeah, recently yeah. of a heart attack. Wow. Uh, as most of the fans of the show know, my music knowledge is extremely lacking, and to with I only know two of his songs, which is "Party Up in Here" and yeah. "X." Gonna give it to you. Those are the only two DMX songs <laughs> I know. I'm sure he did more, but that's all I know. That's okay. Uh, um, on acting side, however, DMX appeared in such films as Belly, Romeo Must Die, Exit Wounds, Cradle to the Grave, Father of Lives, uh, Death Toll, Lockjaw, Rise of the Kulev Serpent, Beyond the Law, Fast and the Fierce, Death Race, just to name a few. Um, of note, he was the first artist to debut at number one five times in a row on the Billboard 200 charts, selling over 74 million records worldwide. And he also published a book of his memoirs entitled E period A period R period L, the autobiography of DMX. Um, oh. Daphne, you a DMX fan? <laughs> I think I, I think I'm more familiar with him in the movies than I am for his music. Well, see, see, yeah. 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 Did you ever watch uh, Cradle to the Grave? I was with Jet Li. That was my I favorite one. I think so. I think so. Yeah, it was long. It was a while ago. But the thing is, though, it's like he he was like still kind of young, right? Yeah, he must have been in yeah. his like what in his fifties or something. Actually, he died at fifty. So wow, yeah. oh, he's fifty. Wow, well, he, well, he yeah, he was 50. yeah, he was. 50. <laughs> well, he is. You know, he'll still be 50 yeah yeah Yeah, that's uh that's rough that's rough that's not well done that's that's not well there's rumors on this one because there's there's rumors that he got the vaccine two days before and there's all these different press you know you don't know with press nowadays what's real and what's not but supposedly the family is as is trying to sue different media outlets for saying that he overdosed and had a heart attack when he got the vaccine and they think he was fine it's interesting i don't i don't know i have no idea major controversy yeah it's like media has to create more drama than we got enough drama we don't need to exactly yeah oh yeah well were you a dmx fan jen Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so you were rocking you were rocking to the music Oh yeah, high school for sure. Had him in my first car. Uh, yeah, you had him in your first him. car. <laughs> in my first car, and I know he. I know he ran with the Rough Riders. I know the Rough Riders crew, and I was driving from DC to New York because I used to go back and forth and kind of live like two lives. And I was actually behind the Rough Riders. I see the Rough Riders logo sticker on this. I think it was a Dodge Charger, a silver Dodge Charger. And I'm like, wait a second. I was a huge fan of the Rough Riders. And for a year or two, that was the only CD I had in my car, the Rough Riders. That's it. No, two other CDs. Yes. So uh, I might have been driving uh, to different rest stops alongside the Rough Riders. And you were, you were stalking. Places. You were stalking DMX, basically. <laughs> I didn't. I you didn't had him in your car. Either. You had him in your car and then you were stalking him. Yeah, musically. Musically, I had him in. <laughs> oh, see, now, now you see, now you're changing your story. <laughs> Well, I had I had the music in the car. That's it's it's yeah. semantics. It's semantics. <laughs> I'm turning into my dad. My dad's very bad with the description, and you never know what he's saying because he leaves out words. And I'm turning into him, and I just figured this out yesterday. I'm sorry. 
All right, so let's see. Last bit of sad news. Um, actor and producer Joseph Siravio also died recently from prostate cancer, which spread into his colon. Um, Joseph's most well role, most well known role, was that of Johnny Soprano, Tony's dad in the HBO series of oh, Sopranos. Oh no! Aha! See, look at that. that, that right. There you go. Because <laughs> now you we know, get some emotion from you. <laughs> yeah, it's like he's like, ah, I don't really care. Oh, that guy. <laughs> that guy. Yeah, exactly. You know, well, the Sopranos—that's more my wheelhouse. <laughs> I have never seen The Sopranos. I don't know anything about it. I just know about the controversial ending. That's all I know about The it's Sopranos. It's a brilliant ending. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. <laughs> it could it could not have ended any other way. So um so yeah, he was a uh, 66. Okay. Jen, you're a Sopranos fan or no? Sure. I, I don't know. What's the right answer? <laughs> <laughs> you had him um, in your car? You, you, you had it in your car. That's, that's your well, answer. Well, the, also, the, 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 the big connection I have with the Sopranos is that when my family first came to the United States, they, we actually lived in the neighborhood. Really? That, yeah. That's Because like, wow. every time I would watch it, my dad would go, oh, yeah, that's over there. That's over there. We, we, we know that pizzeria, <laughs> this, that. Yeah. It's like. Thing. Yeah. So you lived in the series. You lived vicariously through the series. Pretty you were there. Much. Yeah, yeah, kind. Yeah, I mean, because like my dad will always go saying, "Oh yeah, you see that pizzeria? They're always hanging out with. We used to go there all the time." Wow. <laughs> yeah. You see that? If you didn't be in, if you weren't in the comics, you could have been the Sopranos tour guide. Right, something like that. Yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> that would be cool. That you know what? You could probably make some money off that if you want to exploit it. Yeah. <laughs> that that and uh, Goodfellas, because my, my father was working at the airport when the Lufthansa uh, heist happened. So yes, like I said, that's that's more, that's more my wheelhouse. Than, All right. Yeah. <laughs> so that's so that's it for the sad news. Let's get some some better news right now from the that's a lot of nuts department. The new Godzilla film that has kept the number one spot for two, two weeks in a row, pulling in an additional $13.8 million at the domestic box office. Uh, to put things into perspective, this time last year, the film Swallow, which is described as, I'm reading exactly what it was described as, <laughs> Hunter, a newly pregnant housewife, finds herself increasingly compelled to consume dangerous objects. Oh, I know this movie. As yeah. her husband oh. and... Really, you've heard of this movie? I've heard yeah, of this movie. I yeah, I saw. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, what is this? It's, Holy it's crap. supposed to be one of those like creepy thriller types. Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh. Wow, I had no idea what this movie was. I was like, I gotta type this down because I don't know what the hell this is. Yeah. I have so, a lot of friends that post obscure things. So that movie was number one a year ago at this time, and it made at the number one spot one thousand nine hundred and eighty-six dollars. Wow, that's uh, how many people were going to the movies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> keep in mind this would have been the fifth full week of the ongoing pandemic, which in most theaters were closed. Um, of note, Godzilla is now the highest grossing film of 2021 so far with $70 million and counting, followed by Raya and the Last Dragon at $35.3 million and counting. Uh, keep in mind, both Raya and Godzilla are available on their respective streaming services with Raya available at an additional $30 cost while Godzilla is free with subscription. So it doesn't factor in how much money extra they're making on the streaming service. If, if, if you hmm. like a movie that 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 watches like a 12 year old on a sugar high <laughs> godzilla is for you it's like it's literally like <laughs> the stu people at the stu the writers at the studio was like going well but what if sh but I, this doesn't make sh 
It's called oh, Godzilla versus Kong. Stop. <laughs> uh, but you know I, what? I, yeah, I was yeah. in a mood like that Monday, and I had yeah. a bit of a buzz kill today. So that's good. I feel yeah, like more no, people should it's, act it's like that. Just go absolutely with it. bonkers movie. <laughs> oh, fun. Okay. So but I like, found it to be bonkers in a bad way. I did not like that movie. I was very disappointed in <laughs> that movie. You know what's funny is is like it's I I found it. I, I look, I'll be the last person to say that it's a good movie. Okay. Like, I'm, I'm, I'll admit to that, but boy, did it scratch an itch. Who <laughs> watched it? So you had fun. Did you have fun? Yeah, I had, I had a lot of fun. It it's, it's like, you know, once you get through the slow beginning, it's just downhill. From <laughs> okay. So I, I, that's my focus today. Fun yeah. versus quality. That's the topic of yeah, all my no, conversations. Yeah. You, you are not, you are definitely not watching this for quality. That's <laughs> okay. Sure. That's fun. It yes. looked nice though. Yes, yeah. Yes. It did look nice. I'll give yes. him that. If you right. remember how you felt when you were nine years old watching Godzilla movies <laughs> on channel nine, this is it. <laughs> I, I would disagree. Cause I felt that the last Godzilla movie was like that. It, 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 it spoke to my inner useful Mark, but in this yeah. one, it was just like, Nope, you're not even gonna yeah. no, not even. No, no, I, I don't know. It's like, no, the last one was pretty. Yeah. We, we really just scratch that itch too. They're just like, <laughs> look, it's monsters fighting. What else do you want? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so let's see, moving on yeah. from the, I'll be back. Department. Netflix has partnered with Skydance, the company who produced the last two Terminator films, to make an animated Terminator series for the streaming service. Executives say, <clears throat> Terminator is one of the most iconic sci-fi stories ever created and has only grown more relevant to our world over time. The new animated series will explore this universe in a way that never has been done before. We can't wait for the fans to experience this amazing new chapter with epic battles between machines and humans. Um, nowhere on cast, story, or release date as of yet. Uh, you looking for another Terminator movie? Another Terminator series? Uh, as long no. As they, yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah, as long as they don't use that that overly CGI stuff, you know, it, what, what, it looks too computer animated. I mean, it's not something I'm going to watch anyway, but... Mm. yeah it's uh, okay <laughs> i guess somebody yeah. has to be into it <laughs> you know the one place you do want cgi or i do in the future where in the bedroom because as we get older things are going to start hanging and looking wrong so I, I think CGI that might be great. Have been an episode of black mirror <laughs> <laughs> i think i think so i think that might have been an episode of black mirror <laughs> well that's a place where you want some cgi no Wow. Speaking of CGI, the last bit of news <laughs> from the NFT, that's for me department, Apex Comic Group, the company who is eventually going to publish my own book, has teamed up with former Marvel editor-in-chief Tom DeFalco and artist Ron Friends and Sal Buscema to launch Mr. Wright, the world's first NFT superhero. Uh, the book is described as... <clears throat> Mr. Wright is the world's first NFT super athlete. Witness the thrill-packed origin of his digital daredevil as he takes on savage hordes of Big Brother. Um, <laughs> Apex Comics president Mario Nicizia says, Apex Comics Group is incredibly fortunate to have Tom, Ron, and Sal aboard to helm this creative direction for Mr. Wright. As a lifelong fan of their work, I can't wait for the world to see the new adventures they have dreamed up. Um, the integrated campaign expected to launch early summer of this year 
will feature a series of limited edition print and digital comic books along with collector-enhanced NFTs, liquid avatar digital icons, and a fully immersive augmented reality multimedia program. Interesting. Okay. Now, Jen, Wait, we didn't, were, the whole, didn't the whole <laughs> NFT thing collapse like a, a couple of weeks ago? No, Isn't it's still like over. <laughs> it's still it's still going strong. Matter of fact, um, they did a a, a, a a skit on Saturday Night Live about NFTs, which turned into an NFT of itself and sold was valued uh, was sold and valued for about thirty thousand uh, dollars last week. So, oh, okay. no, it's still going on. Right. Oh, I love fake money. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, Jen, when are you going to start selling your NFTs? I don't know. I never. I, I think never, probably. I'm just economically pretty stupid. I'm not financially driven at all. So unless, uh, unless I become money driven, I, so, I, I gain a clue, then probably never. <laughs> I'm pretty clueless. <laughs> So as a comic creator, Daphne, what are your thoughts on a NFT comic book? I, 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 you know, I can't even make heads or tails of, mm-hmm. of cryptocurrency and NFTs in general. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to have to to pass on this one. <laughs> like, can I you read no it? Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, I don't get it. Based, I, yeah, based... I, I don't I don't get the whole crypto anything i mean really. based on the news the press release is like um it's a book but it's a character who's part of the nft world but is i don't know what the story is about yet so i don't know but the fact that it exists means that somebody somewhere thought hey there's money in this let's try to incorporate yeah. this well that's <laughs> i mean in the end that's the whole point of nfts so i like i said i i can't make heads or tails of it so so I guess I was, I'll just I'll just stick with fiat see <laughs> like the rest of us. I was um my friend uh gave me the password to his uh WWE account uh, no the Peacock account so I was watching wrestling over the weekend and they are also selling NFTs for wrestling and I'm like what what I don't understand what yeah, is it? I, I I don't either but but Jen you are the one that explained it last time so why don't you I know that's the it? ironic part I'm the only one who understood the entire non-fungible I, I got it and so, so it's over my head <laughs> yeah uh, so uh, so yeah so that's it for the news I think they just need to do it and, and I, I just want to know how they pick Mr. Right like who is Mr. Right what does he stand for how do you get to be Mr. Right how do you get to be Mr. Clean like, I, like, how do you get to be one of these people? How did he get to? Well, I guess you have to buy the NFT to find out. Or is it going to be an actual comic book that's not a digital comic book? So you have to. Well, I guess the answer is you will wait and see. The only, yeah. the only problem is that the comic, the, the comic is uh, is uh, priced at thirty seven thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> well, in that case, they only need to sell one or two right. and they'll be set. They don't need to go on a campaigns or anything. They just sell two and they're yeah, set. Exactly. Maybe that's their plan. They're just like, yeah, you know what? There's at least four crazy bastards who are going to do this. Exactly, yeah. Mm -hmm. So with that, we're going to take our break. We'll be right back with a game from the radio. Hi, you've heard my voice open and close the show. Now we want to hear your voice. If you have a business or product, you can record a commercial here. We offer 30 and 60 second spots. For more information, contact Mark at MFC underscore studios at hotmail.com. If you had any honor, you would listen to Sci-Fi.radio, the sci-fi for your Wi-Fi. 
Kapla! This is Michael Bell, the voice of Duke from G.I. Joe, and I am here at Cradlecom, and I am with It Came From The Radio. Every Wednesday, new comics are back at Cosmic Comics and Games of Baldwin. And coming this May from Marvel Comics, Heroes Reborn! So if you want the latest Marvel, DC, Image, or Independent Comics, back issues, comic book supplies, or magic card, please call Chuck at 516-763-1133. Cosmic Comics and Games is open Wednesday from noon to 8, Thursday from 2 to 7, Friday 2 to 7, and Saturday noon to 6. That's Cosmic Comics and Games of Baldwin, located at 846 Merrick Road in Baldwin, New York. Thank you, and stay safe! Sword of Omens, come to my hand. I, Lion-O, command it. Hi, everybody, this is Larry Kenny, the voice of Lion-O on Thundercats, and you're listening to It Came From The Radio. Looking to sell your entire comic collection? Have that one key issue you're trying to unload? Well, look no further than Royal Collectibles, your friendly neighborhood comic book shop. Buying and selling comics, toys, and merchandise with experience in the industry for over 30 years. From Golden Age Comics, all the way up to the present they want to buy your stuff reach out to them online at www.royalcollectiblesonline.com or give them a call at 718-793-0542 that's royal collectibles in forest hills queens new york this is carrie steller from in the girls corner and you're listening to it came from the radio hey guys this is christy from custom cakes by christy i want you to know that i'm here for you I'm keeping my private kitchen open for any needs your family may have. I've been focusing on bread, soups, muffins, quiches, and other basics, but I'm still accepting dessert orders as well. Please follow my Facebook for immediate pickup items. Private message me for custom orders. Custom Cakes by Christy, I-N-C, K-R-I-S-T-Y. Text me at 631-606-8166. Hi, this is Amy Jo Johnson, writer-director from the film The Space Between, and you're listening to It Came From The Radio. The Comic Book Depot has been in business since 1993. Your one-stop comic book shop for comics, gaming, and collectibles. The Comic Book Depot club membership is $15 and gets you 15% off new comics, back issues, graphic novels, and 10% off comic book supplies. Located at 2847 Jerusalem Avenue in Wontaw, New York. Contact us on Facebook for curbside pickup because new comics are back. For more information, give Alan a call at 516-221-9337. The Comic Book Depot. Hey, ghoulies, this is Demon Boy, and you're listening to It Came From The Radio. <laughs> Hello, friends, this is Ranger Rob, and I'd like to talk to you about dog poop. That's right, dog poop. I invented Ranger Rob Pet Poopy Bags, a very large bag with handles. My bags support large and small dogs and smell like lemon. They are strong and affordable. You can find Ranger Rob Pet Poopy Bags at Amazon. They come in sheets or in rolls and come with a dispenser. Once you try Ranger Rob Pet Poopy Bags, you'll never want to go back. So come join us. Go to Amazon and try Ranger Rob Pet Poopy Bags today. Hey, this is Brimstone and you're listening to my boys on It Came From The Radio. Hello, radio listeners. What are you thinking? We want to hear from you. What's working for you? What things would you like to hear more about? Write us your thoughts. Or you can buy us a pizza. 
just go to our website, www.itcamefromradio.com, and click on the Buy Us a Pizza link. Leave your comment there. And we'll read them on video. Me Grimlock having fun on It Came From The Radio. Me Greg Berger also. My neural net processor is linked to sci-fi.radio. sci-fi for my Wi-Fi. The more I listen, the more I learn. Now, back to our show. And welcome back to the Came from the Radio, the official of Back Alpha Con. This is your host, Mark Torres, speaking here live from our studio audience for our 43rd live show, courtesy of the East Metal Public Library. That's www.eastmetal.info. Also want to mention that uh, they have tons of programs that you can uh, register for on their website. And they have a convention that's coming up in May 14th and 15th. That is the MCON. So you guys can go to www.eastmetal.info for more information, register, and you can go on their next uh, tons of stuff. And we also have our live show, which is the second Wednesday of every month. Uh, so, yes, we are back with uh, our very own D-Life with Genergies, Denise Feldy. Good evening. And our or good day. And our special guest. We're going to be two with and about. Super cool artist. Daffy Legs. Hello. <laughs> You're very talented. Your oh, work, thank you. Thank you. I, I'm refreshing. I have your work in front of me on a different screen looking at it. Oh, cool. And uh, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll let Mark start, but I have a lot of questions. No, you got it. Go ahead. You got it, Jen. Go. Well, okay. So a lot of it is unicorn based. And I, yeah. I'm gonna, I can insert all the jokes, but I'll do that later. What right. does a unicorn mean to you? Um, um. Well, you're probably on my main website, eagleworks.com, I'm assuming. And your Facebook. And, and the and Facebook. And your Twitter. And my Twitter. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, so EagleWorks, uh, so um, what what that's all in reference to is a uh, one of my comics that, that I produce. It's Eagle Raven, Heir of the First Unicorn, which I did a Kickstarter back in January 4th for the first issue. And the second issue is going to be on Kickstarter in May. And um, that was, you know, and... and unicorns as 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 a thing was always a thing for me when when i was little um it mostly stemmed from seeing the unicorn tra- tapestries at the uh, cloisters oh okay. um, and and it kind of like latched on from there so it's like it's always been a thing for me it's uh, it, you know that 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 uh, that imagery mm-hmm. um and it just ended up you know just permeating everything that that I ended up doing in in my artwork and in comics especially and especially for this book uh, this was a book that I I had been working on since uh, pretty much high school wow and only recently I finally decided to 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 put it out in its own as its own comic and um you got a lot done in two years uh well (laughs) (laughs) Well, the the funny thing is is that yeah it it took me it took me 20 years and then everything kind of like car crashed in the last two (laughs) especially especially thanks to uh thanks to the 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 lockdown and everything so um yeah yeah the lockdown really made me rethink um how i was doing my comics and whatnot and this was one of the projects that i decided to push forward um, and uh, I, I guess to to to, to do a, a quick uh, summary of uh, of Eagle Raven, it's the story of Eagle Raven, who's a half unicorn, half human princess who lives in this uh, valley where that 
where the elves and the unicorns reside and they depend on each other's magic to survive. But the problem is, is that the elves um, have, have after many generations have been losing their magic while the unicorns have been keeping theirs. So there's kind of like a heavy dependence uh, by the elves on the unicorns. And So they, so uh, what the, so the king of the elves kind of, you know, gets together with uh, Eager Raven's father, who's king of the unicorn, saying, like, hey, you know, it's like, maybe if we marry her off to my, my son, the, the prince, Prince Rillian, the, the prince of the elves, then maybe, you know, we can finally, you know, we can use that to bring magic back into mm-hmm. our line. Um, but what happens is that, really made up his own idea as to what he wanted to do and he made a pact with the dragons who have been eyeing this particular valley because the valley itself is magical (laughs) so the dragons so the so he he makes a deal with the dragons to take over the valley and make him king but what he learns at the last minute is that well too late is that the dragons don't share so oh. they use him to gain access to the valley and and mess up all his plans. And one of his plans was you should have got a lawyer, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like that, those contracts. You got to read those contracts. And so Eagle Raven and her uncle have to escape into the world of men, and they've never been there before. So this is the start of their adventure in kind of manu- as being magical creatures. Mm. Uh, maneuvering their lives in a mortal non somewhat non-magical world the way they mm-hmm. know it so so yeah so this so like i said the, the second issue comes out in may um and yeah this this is a this is actually kind of like a really personal story for me because like i said i've been working on this for 20 years but but then again it's like it seems like like the the two books that i work on because the other book that i work on that happens to be on kickstarter now is tall tales which you can see mm-hmm. behind me too Oh, that's, and, I was wondering what that was. I was trying to figure right, it out. Yeah, so this yeah. is this is Tall Tales, which, like I said, is on Kickstarter now. This was also a, a passion project that I've been working on for actually more. The, the first issue of this book came out in 1992. That's how long I've been doing this. Wow, so, wow. Um, so, so we're re-releasing the first trade paperback, which collects the first five issues. Uh, the, the entire series so far spans like over a thousand pages worth of material so it's it's kind of daunting for people (laughs) in the middle of it so we're using this kickstarter to 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 give people a jumping on point for that series as well Mm -hmm. so yeah so yeah it's like so i have like these two passion projects that i'm that i'm pretty much exclusive on um but uh, yeah and and this one and with tall tales this is more of where Ego Raven is like kind of like a fantasy soap opera. This one's more like if Disney did Lord of the Rings. So okay. this one is about like a group of friends and warriors who are sent on a quest to find a stolen magical artifact. And they end up inadvertently getting involved in in a war between the rats and the trolls. And there's this, you know, and then it's like all and all the problems that comes with that. So, so cool. uh, yeah, so that's this is more so yeah, so this is more if you like your adventure to be more running, jumping, skipping, climbing Mount Doom type. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Interesting. Yeah. 
you're so interesting. You're so inspiring. You've done so much and you've created this whole world. Like I'm not really into video games, but I played them and I, I see how there's a whole world in these games that you could just escape to. And, yeah. you know, of course, that's a whole thing. Escapism through video right, games. Yeah. I mm-hmm. do TV, so I go on <laughs> But you created this whole universe. Yeah. It's really cool. So right, Very well, yeah, because because Ego Raven is the, is the book that I did completely by myself. Tall Tales. I share uh, duties with the writer uh, J D Calderon. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. He writes it. I I draw it. So more. This one is more his universe than it is mine. But this is yeah. This is this is all mine so so it is it is a huge difference playing you know like the difference between playing in kind of somebody else's sandbox and having Mm -hmm. a world that i created all on my own Mm -hmm. um so yeah and and what's funny is that i you know we were just joking about uh godzilla where it's like the sugar rush you know it looks like a 12 year old in a sugar rush and it's like the way i like to describe this is like this is this is a 12 year old girl on a sugar rush (laughs) yeah yeah that's kind of how the vibe i got yeah yeah it's like so so that's yeah so that's like the 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 vibe that i have with that book it's like everything that i came up with at 12 i'm trying to i'm trying to congeal in a coherent story i feel like i need a blue and pink cotton candy to eat that or to eat with that it's just fun it's like something whimsical and fun put your feet up forget covid forget right yeah exactly you know it's like yeah it's it's nice it's nice to hear this and it's just positive it's not uh-huh. free of controversy and hate and anger it seems uh, like no it's well like, there's some anger in there but well it's right yeah i mean it is a soap opera it is a soap opera so you know it's like that's kind of you know also the 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 angle that i'm going at mm-hmm. like it does you know it, it you know and like a soap opera it does have its dark moments as the story right. goes on but it doesn't uh, touch on this reality right right yeah it's okay yeah not not <laughs> literally you know it's like not like you know like how some people have to be like really like ham-fisted it's like this is what this means it's like mm-hmm. no it's just like this this is just kind of I tried to keep the experiences like really really general like it, it's like this mm-hmm. is something that on, on a certain level these are themes that that we all kind of dealt with in our own way mm-hmm. it, just that this is in a very fictional fantasy setting but yeah it's nothing like it's it's not like really you know like I ham-fisted I can't stand that (laughs) Mm -hmm. I like I like escapism I'm a big fan of it so it's just it's fun Uh to have that you create this whole other world and Uh Mark are you there I'm actually very in, uh, I'm just I an engaging going. conversation. Oh, I'm like, oh, this is going. great. I have many questions. This is great. So, you go for you it. Know. You girls, yeah. you girls go. Yeah. What was your first comics or first, uh, I guess, like sci-fi? What do you, what do you call this? I, I mean, I don't know what, I, I don't know anything about Anthropomorphic. Uh, and the, uh, the furries, oh, the, the, the furry stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, what's funny is that I've been, I've been reading comics since I was little, but the, the thing is though, is like, it wasn't like standard mainstream stuff because like mm-hmm. I, I I was you know it's like I was mostly raised in Spain and Brazil so my oh. my uh my experience with comics was was a little different mm-hmm. and, and these were just like a lot of kids comics and you know a lot of European centric comics that you know like comedy comics um from Spain and Brazil and so it was just something that was oh what well, Okay, sorry. sorry. Oh, oh, were you testing what? something? Technical, oh. technical difficulties oh, okay. on my end. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, th- these were always like books that were always, they were kind of ubiquitous. Like I never really thought about them as comic books because 
as something special because it was just something that everybody had access to and read. So it was just like, it was all over the house, but in, but, but my first experience with American mainstream comics happened later. Um, Mm -hmm. And it all started with, I think it was the second issue of rocket raccoon when it would uh, back in like 80 something Mm -hmm. like 82 83 and it was and i found it at a pathmark supermarket (laughs) and that was yeah and that was like my first foray into american mainstream comics it was it was um mike mignola was the artist and um it was just like I at that point I was like I had no idea that comics could be like that. So it's like yeah. So so it was my first American comic and my first furry comic, <laughs> I guess you know. Um, and then the other like benchmark comic that really really, you know, kind of like brought this home for me was um, ElfQuest, which I found the uh, Starblaze Dawning edition at a at a Barnes and Noble. Uh, by uh by by a mall by queen center mall (laughs) near me and what was funny was that we would always go to this bookstore this barnes and nobles like i think like once a week or something and every week i would go into that section just to stare at that book like Mm -hmm. like for some reason it never occurred to me i could just buy it Hey, and eventually, yeah, and I think eventually, I, I you know, I, I, it eventually, you know, brought it home with me. And it's like, it was those two books that was okay. just like, the DNA of those two books are in everything that I do, the, the ElfQuest mm-hmm. and, and Rocket Raccoon. So yeah, those would be, those would be the, the first two that really put me on that path. <laughs> See, it's very interesting that you said you would go there and stare at it. So when you yeah. stare at something, at anything, you can kind of go into that world almost like a magic eye thing. Yeah. Thing, like a song. Yeah. You can become enveloped in this universe. Yeah. And that's the vibe I get with your work that, like, yeah. I feel like I would just, you know, even just looking at, at different things online right now, it's like, oh, this is interesting. I mm-hmm. want more. And it's like, I'd rather do this than maybe take out the garbage. Which I right. Did. Yeah. No, it's, like yeah, it's stuck in this. Yeah. No, in. real. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the reason why I find it very difficult to like watch TV shows and read books and things because mm-hmm. my brain is so full of my own stuff that I'm trying yes. to all get on, on paper. You can that tell. It's like, I, it's like, I, I'm very, I'm very easily distracted. And yeah, and it really is amazing how much stuff you can get done when you're not when you're not bothering taking out the trash or emptying out the dishwasher or doing right. the laundry. And you probably have fun. It sounds like you have fun doing I, I try this, right? to. I mean, it's it, it you know it is it's kind of like I mean, because in the end it's still kind of work mm-hmm. because it's still I still have you know, unfortunately the stuff doesn't make itself. So it's still mm-hmm. putting in the effort, you know, and the time you know, to, to do the work and to get the work done. Um, but, uh, but, but yeah, but in the end, it's just like, especially nowadays, it's like, I've just been like really having, having a ball putting these books together. It's just, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's like, what's funny is that, you know, it's like, I don't want to belittle the whole, you know, like every, what every, everyone's gone through since last year, but, What's really funny is that being able, being forced to hyper focus because mm-hmm. there was literally nothing to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just, it just exploded something in my head and it's just been, 
it, it, it's, it's, I've just been in this world, like deep, knee deep, like beyond knee deep since. <laughs> so. It's a beautiful thing. And actually yeah. the theme of the day is egos. I've been having conversations about egos, but simply right. put, yeah. I'd like to know your thought. Are you proud of your work? Do you, do you feel like some people think pride isn't good and you shouldn't have right. pride? I'm someone that I love to see people celebrating right. as a trainer. I like to see people getting so full of themselves that they're writing cocky Facebook status updates. Right. So I would love to see you so happy about your work right. that you're like, look at this. I love it. But do you feel proud? Do you hate your work? Do you love your work? Do you think that's oh, wow. important? To that's that's be better? A, that's do you love a, your work? Do you go on love? Does encouragement work for you to say, oh, this is not good enough. I got to make it better. Like what fuels wow. you to go? Um, what yeah. fuels me? Um, what, okay, wow. That's, that's because you know what it is? That's kind of like my brain all at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, I love it. I hate it. I'm embarrassed by it. You know, I want to tell the whole world about it. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, it's, it's mm-hmm. a whole combination of like these different emotions that mm-hmm. that it, it's just yeah it's it's just it's it's yes it's, the answer is yes to all of that all oh, that love it um, hate it embarrassed the whole yeah the whole thing um okay. what what really gets me inspired though um is is seeing other people's work and then like having that goal to mm-hmm. to like okay it's like you know i i that that's a goal i want to reach you know, it's like they're mm-hmm. doing something that I want to do. So that's and and it's kind of like also, you know, like knowing that I'm being watched by people mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, I want to make sure I put my best foot forward. Yeah. And, 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 and sometimes it's it's not even that where it's like, well, here are these sketches. What do you think? You know, and just kind of like get see right. what kind of reaction that yeah. uh, I get from it. Uh, but yeah, the temperature, it's, show it yeah, off. Yeah, exactly. Be it's like, you know, you're like, what do you think of this? <laughs> and then sometimes you're just like, here, this is good. Right, you exactly. You know, it's like, you know, sometimes like here, taste this. And then another time it's like, wait, you're eating this, whether you like it or not. <laughs> right. like, I'm like that with comedy. I fell into stand up right. bizarrely, yeah. but that's ditto for, for stand up and my workout classes, yeah. ditto. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's yeah, but it, it's it's a combination of all those feelings mixed mixed into one. Like there isn't like sometimes, you know, like one dominates more, but right. they they're all switching between each other. So as long as I'm not stuck too long in one of the more downer <laughs> feelings, yeah. I'm I'm you I can usually. Uh, work around it yeah. does it last like a day or a couple of hours if you're like uh, it depends it depends on what i'm trying i guess i'm trying to mull over i mean lately it's been more like a couple of hours like it's like oh okay. you know it's like and then it's like oh okay i'm, I'm good i took a nap okay. <laughs> Tony Robbins, i remember i heard i'm not a huge tony robbins follower but yeah. you said the 90 second rule basically get over anything in 90 seconds i heard yeah, that year yeah and i've been kind of working it's on something, that something like yeah i mean tony robbins was it was somebody that i that i really like read up on like mm-hmm. years ago and it's kind of you know and, and and you know it's like you know there, there's a lot of foundation still to to, to my thinking like trying mm-hmm. to like yeah you don't want to dwell on stuff you don't want right. to you know because like yeah there there was a lot of times where it's like I would just I would just like be so overwhelmed I would just literally just sit staring at a wall right <laughs> doing nothing paralyzed like, oh that's yeah it's just like this whole like decision paralysis type of thing and and an indecision paralysis and self-doubt paralysis and there mm-hmm. just comes a point where it's like you know i have to make a decision here 
Do you have fans or family fans or friends that are like, this is great and it helps keep you going and excited? Um, Do you share the excitement with anyone in it, particular? It's, wow, it, that's kind of weird. Um, family, my family is not quite like that, but mm-hmm. it, 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 it manifests more on Facebook. <laughs> okay you don't have like a friend or a neighbor right yeah it's like i have i have um i have family on on my facebook that's all rah 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 and it's like i have a lot of friends on facebook too um that that's yeah it's like yeah i i guess i guess you could say i do (laughs) yeah because i have some people that are like really i wouldn't even be doing a lot of things i'm doing if they're not you gotta do this you gotta and then yeah yeah so i I always i always like to see who who keeps you going who lights the flame for you or maybe you light your own flame um, it, it's, it's a, it's a combination of, you know, I, I just, I have, as, as I, as, you know, it's like, it's like some people ask me, it's like, oh, what would you be doing if I wasn't doing this? And I'm like, going that I, I can't answer that question because I have nowhere else to go. Oh, um, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's, it, it's like, I, I just do this because like, what else am I doing? You know, type of thing. And so it's like, and then I have all my facebook friends who it's like they they push it forward too so it's like and then it's like and then i have like particular people that i'm really trying to impress so okay you know so it's like okay so it's it's like role models yeah yeah it's kind of a a give and take yeah um i I have yeah i have a couple of um uh, of role models that it's like every time i post something i always think of them when i do because like oh they're watching so i gotta make sure this is tops yeah, I have. I feel that way yeah, too. I know yeah. some certain people are watching me of yeah. all different levels and types, mm-hmm. but and I, it seems like you're obsessed. And I just had this conversation <laughs> too. I I think, and I'm obsessed with a few things. And I think that anyone that's really good in any area is obsessed because yes. otherwise you don't become an expert. You're never well, done learning. But right, well, you, you're think, never you're never learning anyway. Um, I forgot where I read this, but it's like you know, a master is just somebody who's done it longer than you have. Right. So, um, it's just, it's just keeping it moving. Um, I'm always, I'm always looking for ways to improve every, every aspect because as, as a self publisher, we, we have to do everything ourselves. It's not like we have yeah. a whole marketing team or we have a company behind us or anything. It's, mm-hmm. it's everything that you see is because I did it, <laughs> you know, That's the way all, to do it. yeah, it's you like all the marketing, all the producer. books. Yeah, it's like really, it's like you know, all the books get put together because I put them together. The advertising, mm-hmm. the promotion, the marketing, everything. So um, there's always something that I'm looking at to see how to improve what mm. I'm doing. I like a video game of this would be fantastic. And you're doing a great <laughs> job, by the way. Everything. Looks oh, thank great. you, thank you. Very professional. <laughs> it's intriguing. I'm not even into comic books. I say that all the time. You know, no hate. But I don't know. I'm interested. Right. Oh, so there you go. I mean, that's, you know, it's a, it's a real, real event, real event. Yeah. I feel like I just want to have a chocolate bar or s'mores and just sit back and like have it play on TV. I want to watch right, a movie. Yeah, like this. yeah. Yeah. Movie? TV? Who, who knows? Who knows? You know, yeah. I, like, it's like, I don't even, I, I don't even really think that way. It's like, it, it's like, I, I already, I already have this anime in my head that I'm trying to get out on paper. So, mm-hmm. well, <laughs> so think about you it. know, yeah. You That's know. actually a perfect segue because we're at the time for a social media time. Oh. So why don't you tell people 
where can people find more about your book? So talk about the Kickstarter and the uh, websites and all that fun stuff right now. Oh, sure. I mean, so you can you can check out all my social media at my main website, egoworks.com, E-G-O-W-O-R-K-S. Uh, there you will find links to all my social media, to my Twitter, my Facebook page. Uh, my Facebook is where it's hopping. So <laughs> that's where you, you, you'd really want to go is, is on my, my Facebook. Um, I my Instagram page. I also have a Patreon uh, where I post up uh, uh, sneak peeks of uh, all my all my comic book work before it hits the public, before it hits Kickstarter. Um, yeah, so like like there's a, a new Tall Tale series that I'm working on that only appears on Patreon, and then the only way you you get it outside of Patreon is when it goes on Kickstarter as its own individual issues. Um, it's not on the website. Um, oh, and that's also a thing too. If you, you can actually at egoworks.com, you can actually read the first five issues of Ego Raven, Heir of the First Unicorn for free. Get them hooked. So- uh, yeah, yeah, you can do that first too. One's yeah, free. <laughs> yeah, the, the first, the first five is, is free. But the, the uh-huh. Kickstarter, the difference between that and the Kickstarter is that the the books they're orange color. They're re-lettered. They're pretty much remastered versions of what's on the website. But you know, th- this way it's that you can read the first five issues and see if it's something that uh, that you're in- that you're really interested in before you you head on over to the Kickstarter. Um, and then also on the website, you can find my link to TallTalesOnline.com. That's T-A-I-L-S, where that's the Tall Tales website where you can read the first. 20 issues of tall tales for free but it's it's a lot more convenient if you head on over to the kickstarter and pick up the first uh, volume <laughs> than so if you're reading it online yeah don't forget the upcoming nft uh oh, no, no, oh, no, no 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 <laughs> nfts no 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 nfts for now <laughs> so we, so we actually have a question from the chat it says question have you ever seen an anime named uh, B stars, and if so, what are your thoughts? The story takes place in a world of modern, civilized, anthropomorphic animals with a cultural divide between carnivores and non-meat eaters. Um, I know that's a Netflix show. I think um, I haven't gotten a chance to see it. Um, I'm I'm more into right now when it comes to anime. I'm more into uh, Violet Evergarden which is more of a soap opera style, very tragic soap opera style anime mm. right now. That's just, that's just, that's just what I'm into right now. Um, so yeah, so I haven't had a chance to, uh, to, to see Beastars. Yeah. It's, it's like I said, it's very hard for me to concentrate on other, on like other people's work. I think the only show that I go out of my way to watch is the Witcher. <laughs> so I'm just really? waiting for okay. the second season to come out. See, it is video game. Cause there's a video game of that. You right. are a video yeah. game. Like. Yeah. So, so, yeah. so that's like the only the only other show that I kind of like go out of my way for. So so yeah. So I haven't seen B stars, but um, in terms of anime, yeah, it's it's Violet Evergarden I'm into right now. So all right, so we're almost out of time. You girls oh, uh, really? did a, such an amazing conversation. <laughs> I just had to sit back and just listen to it. Um, <laughs> so made your job easy. <laughs> yes. So uh, final thought time. It's time for our final thoughts. So uh, Jen, do you have any final thoughts for us? Super inspiring guest. You inspired me to create more. I'm a creator myself. I needed a little boost today. So I would say the Lord sent you. (laughs) Thank you very much. I enjoyed it. Keep doing what you're doing. You're you're really spectacular. I don't use that word often. Just keep going and keep the faith and work hard. Strategy. Uh, Daphne, final thoughts? Um, just, uh, support independent comics, especially mine. <laughs> there you go. 
like I say, you, go, you head over to egoworks.com, E-G-O-W-R-K-S, go to talltalesonline.com, T-A-I-L-S, uh, and uh, you can find links to all my social media, also to the Kickstarters. And if you sign up for my newsletter, we, we send out a, I send out a monthly newsletter where, I'll, where I keep everybody up to date as to all my, pro- up to, about what's going on with my projects and when the Kickstarters go live. So do that too. You, I also, sign get up free, you, you also get free PDFs if you do that. So Woo-hoo, free PDFs. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So my book has pictures and yeah. it doesn't have filler stuff. So follow it. <laughs> so, so my final thought is this, uh, Daphne, I've known you for many, 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 yeah, yeah. many as we go way back. Uh-huh. Um, and it's finally glad to have you eventually on the show. Yeah, exactly. Right. It, it only took an apocalypse for it to happen. So, so yeah, well that, done. There was it 30 years in a <laughs> pandemic, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, I've read your books. I've read the tall tales. I haven't read the, uh, the other one, but I've read the tall tales and, and I love it. And I just wish you more success than you've Thank had. You. And I want to say that I think that Jen is right. It, it, this, you need to move on to the next step. This needs to yeah. be the anime. This needs to be, <laughs> I mean, all this time you figure the intellectual property is a thing now. So this yeah. is the opportunity to turn it into an animated series, uh, something else mm-hmm. beyond what it is, because it's really good stuff. I highly recommend yeah. it. And like I said, I've known you for such a long time, and I only like to promote stuff that I really believe in. And so not only are you a great artist, a great writer, you're also a great person. So oh, thank, thank you. Aww. Thank you. I'm, I'm, yeah, you I'm, can I'm leaving here all for Clement. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. I don't give frivolous compliments. Mm-hmm. And not that my opinion means anything, but... It, it all it all means it all means something so, <laughs> so that's about it for us on the came from the radio uh for this 43rd live show join us next month which will be our 44th live show still virtual courtesy of the east Middle public library that's www.eastmiddle.info it will be on may the 12th with a uh, guest artist uh, creator enrique lopez and also once again i want to mention the mcon which is also sponsored by the east Middle public library is going to be on may 14th and 15th of this year as well so thank you very much and we will see you next time see you next tuesday (laughs) you've been listening to it came from the radio with mark torres the views of the show's hosts and guests did not necessarily reflect that of the management owners or staff of the station we now return you to your earthly scheduled broadcast (laughs) 